Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Friends, welcome to our time of prayer and scripture together. Pro-Life Leader Frank Pavone here. Priests for Life is with you, on your side, praying for you all the time. Feel free to put your prayer intentions in the comments, but we are going to delve into the Word of God on a very special feast day, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. And uh, many, many people are um, just, uh, in the Christian world, a wider Christian world, uh, confused, but in the Catholic world too, about what this feast means. But we're going to understand it the way we understand every doctrine and every line of Scripture in the light of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the key to understanding what we believe about Mary. We'll do that by means of the reading that we're going to share from Ephesians. Uh, First, let's put ourselves in the presence of God in repentance and forgiveness and in openness to His Spirit. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, you said that when we come before you in prayer, we are to forgive. We do that, Lord. We want the rain to fall on the good and the bad alike, the sun to shine on the just and the unjust. We want to be like you, Father. You always have the door open. You always are ready to receive your people even when they've rebelled against you. You sent Christ to die for our sins even while we were yet sinners. Forgive us our sins. Give us deeper repentance from anything that has offended you, whether by act or omission. Forgive us, whether in thought or word or deed. Forgive us. Let us move forward with peace. Let let us be open to your word now, Lord. Let us understand it more deeply. Live it more faithfully and proclaim it more effectively. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. So Mary was immaculately conceived. Let's read this from this letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians, what the basis for this is. Brothers and sisters, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavens, as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world to be holy and without blemish before Him. In love He destined us for adoption to Himself through Jesus Christ, in accord with the favor of His will, for the praise of the glory of His grace that He granted us in the Beloved. In Him we were chosen also, destined in accord with the purpose of the One who accomplishes all things according to the intention of His will, so that we might exist for the praise of His glory, we who first hoped in Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. He called us to be sinless. He chose you and me to be sinless. This is what Paul just proclaimed to the Ephesians. Now we know we sin every day. We we were conceived in original sin. Like the psalmist says in Psalm 51, In sin my mother conceived me, passed along from Adam. In Adam we all sinned, Paul says to the Romans. We know that sin marked our lives from from their inception. And it's been passed along through every generation. 
We know we sin every day. We literally abort God's will every day. So this is not about us. This is not a statement about our, our, any kind of current freedom from guilt. It's a statement of God's plan for us, as Paul says, from the foundation of the world. You know, the book of Revelation says nothing impure will enter the heavenly kingdom. But isn't that where we want to spend eternity? So if nothing unclean can enter there, what's our main task in this life? To get clean. If nothing impure can enter heaven, what's the goal of this life? To get pure. If in heaven, only perfect conformity to the will of God is the way of life, then how do we get there? Be made perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. This life is a spiritual journey as well as a physical one, a relational one. It's a journey where every day either we're growing more pure, more perfect, more holy, more clean, or less. We're never standing still. We're never standing still. All right, so God has ordained, has chosen to fill us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. How? In Christ. Paul is saying here, from all eternity, when, when did God first know, know you? Not when you were conceived. You were conceived precisely because He know, know, knew you already. And when did He start knowing you? From all eternity. For as long as He's been God, there was never, just as there was never a time when Jesus didn't exist. Now, there was a time when you didn't exist, but there was never a time when God didn't know that He wanted you to exist. He had a plan for you for as long as He's been God. Now, that plan is for us to be holy and blameless, completely sinless, pure, clean, ready, perfect, ready for heaven. It's our eternal destiny. We've got to cooperate with that. We've got to accept that in faith. We've got to reject temptation. We've got to live and strive. And as Paul says, work out our found, uh, salvation. But this is the goal. And it is in Christ. Every spiritual blessing to be holy and without blemish in Christ. So nobody can do this on their own. It is only in Christ that sin is conquered. But if we believe in Christ, if we're going to honor Christ for who He is, the absolute, powerful, all-powerful destroyer of sin and death, well, then we have to believe that He can do it. It would be a dishonoring of Christ to say that the hold sin has over His creatures is anything but completely broken by His power. That the hold that sin has over His creatures should prevail, that the hold which sin has over the human beings for whom he suffered and died, should, should, that, that that hold should, should, should remain, is an insult to Christ. So let's put what we believe about Mary here into this context. Some people think that by saying Mary was without sin from her conception, and that's what the Immaculate, the Immaculate Conception means. It's the conception of Mary in her mother, St. Anne, 
for people to think that this unduly exalts Mary over and above Christ, no, it's exactly the opposite. It is an exaltation of the power of Christ to do what St. Paul biblically says here is God's plan. He chose us and blessed us in Christ to be holy and without blemish. The only difference in regard to Mary is the timing. And the timing is because everyone has to admit, I mean, it's undeniable, she has a unique relationship with Christ. She was his mother. That's biblical too. We know that. God chose this virgin from Nazareth, sent an angel, and said, you you will be the, the mother of Jesus who will save his people from their sins. Who will save his people from their sins. How can Jesus not be able to save us from sin if that's what his very name means and what his very mission consists of? Of course he can save us from sin. He can make us perfect. When, when does he do that? He is God. He does it when he wants to. That's the point. We don't dictate the timetable to him. He dictates it to us. And for all of us, it's an arduous journey. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. It's an arduous journey through this life. But brothers and sisters, if he wants to take his own mother, who admittedly, if she had a completely unique role in all of this, well, then God can deal with her in a completely unique way. Not that takes anything away from Christ as the one and only mediator between God and, and humanity, the one and only Savior from sin, the one and only Lamb who was slain who can purify us in His blood. It's only in His blood that those long white robes are made white and pr- pr- fulfilling the prophecy of Isaiah, though your sins be like scarlet, they may become white as, white as snow. It's all about Christ Jesus. But it's the timing that he did this to Mary. What he's going to do to us all. I mean, are the words of Paul here in Ephesians true or or not? Or will they disappoint? Chose us to be holy and blameless and without blemish. If we can be without blemish, and if we're honest in our spiritual journey, we know our blemishes. But if we can be holy and without blemish, that is honor to Christ And if he wants to do that in anticipation for Mary, if he wants to give her that same blessing he's going to give us in the end, if he wants to give it to her from the beginning, it's still just as much through him. Who are we to say he can't do that? Who are we to say he didn't do that? Let's ask the Lord who purifies us of sin to continue to to keep us on that path and to let the favor he granted to Mary, spur us on. If she wants anything, she wants us focused on Christ. And brothers and sisters, that means we're focused also on life. The biggest and most violent and most destructive sin is that of abortion. Snuffing out violently the most defenseless lives, taking more human life than anything else. When we talk about sin and the lie which is behind sin, no more destructive lie than to say that somehow that's justified, that somehow that's okay. It isn't. And being holy and blameless in His sight 
means being blameless of the, of the lie, of the deception of pro-choice. Blameless, completely purified. Do we need to be, does our culture need to be of this lie that taking human life is okay? Let's turn to the Lord in prayer. Father, we, uh, we honor Mary today simply because we worship Christ. We exalt and rejoice. We exalt her in, in this fulfillment of a promise made to us all, different timing, different roles, and all because of the power of the blood, the power of the cross. Thank you, Lord, for revealing the power of the cross in what you do to, to your mother. Thank you, Lord, for encouraging us. Thank you, Lord, for encouraging us along the journey as we encourage one another to become perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect. Perfect, that is, in love and in obedience to your will. As we go forward as a church, may we be sustained with this hope and may we look forward to that life into which nothing imperfect can come, where death and sin will reign no more and there will, where there will be no more tears. Lord, as we live this journey, we have so many needs, and some of those needs have been expressed to you today, whether they are expressed or remain in our hearts. We ask you, Lord, answer them. Answer our needs. Give us the fulfillment of our desires. And now we pray in the words Jesus gave us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And on this special day we pray in honor of our Heavenly Mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Thanks, friends. Join me every day for these Scripture Reflections. Please spread the word, bring others in, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hello, this is Father David Begany, one of the many members of Priests for Life. This organization is one of the largest and most visible pro-life ministries in the world. Priest, the Priest for Life team relies on your financial support to be able to do its work, produce its programs, and travel the world to advocate for the unborn. May I ask you to support Priest for Life generously? Go today to ProLifeGift.org and give us as generous a gift as you can. Thank you for your kindness and be assured of our prayers for you every day. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.